Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hey, I am excited as usual to bring you another conversation on this podcast. This has definitely become one of my favorite things I get to do as we share and discuss different things that are going on in our lives. And I get feedback from you from all over the world. And that is one of the great joys of my week. It has been a real pleasure to get to be in this conversation and in this space with you. And I just appreciate you welcoming me into your car, your home, your life, and your heart. And I'm just grateful to be here in it together with you. This week, I just wanted to talk about when things are out of our control. It seems like so much stress and intense um, agitation comes during the holidays. And I try to evaluate that because it's supposed to be one of the happiest times of the year. But a lot of times, a lot of pressure and weirdness come through the adrenaline and the rush of it all. And so I've just been evaluating it with myself. And I really believe that a lot of the stress comes when we start getting upset about things that are really out of our control. And I've learned that I've just worked to practice the art of doing everything I possibly can. And then at one point, you just let it go and you just decide there's nothing more I can do. And there is so much joy and freedom and liberty in being like, I gave everything I had, or sometimes I gave 80% of what I had, which was everything I could possibly give to this project or this moment or this meal or this gift or this decorating or this relationship or whatever. And now it's just up to either the person or the person at the store or the delivery system or the CD manufacturer or or the book, whatever. It's like we give everything we have and then at one point you open your hand and you let it go into the place that it's supposed to be. I almost said into the universe, but that sounds a little flaky, but you know what I mean? It's like this, this was a turning point in my life when I realized that if we decide to hold on to everything and be so stressed out when things are out of our control, it's really ludicrous because I can understand being stressed out when things are in our control. Like when I have to deliver something or when I have to prepare a meal or a message or whatever, you know, there's a point that it's my turn to bring the ingredients or the words or whatever to the table. But there is this place that all of a sudden we just smile, we take a deep breath, we shrug it off and whatever will be, will be. Like there's a point that you've done everything that you can do we fought with everything in us. We've given the best that we could. And now the window is over. And recently I had an opportunity to go on an international trip with my family. It was really fun. It was a, a real honor to be there, uh, as I mentioned before on previous podcasts. But it was just one of those experiences that I just was not about to miss out. As much as it was up to me, I was not going to miss this opportunity. So I had to scramble to pull myself together to be able to go. And there was a point internally that I decided, okay, I am going to beat down every door. I'm going to do everything I possibly can do. And there were things like, um, you know, we had to get a visa and we had to get, which is like a sticker that allows you to go into the country in addition to your passport. And we had to get, you know, all these things. And I thought, well, As long as we do my end of the deal, I'm setting it up where I have left no stone unturned. Then I know I have done everything I can do. And then up to that point, 
If I'm supposed to go, I will. And if I'm not, if it doesn't work out, that's okay. And I'm okay with that. And I decided I'm going to fight. I'm going to put up the biggest fight and I'm going to do everything I can. I ended up flying to Chicago to have my passport expedited. I ended up going downtown to get an original birth certificate. Like then I couldn't because I wasn't born here. So then my friend who lives in the state I was born in had to scramble and run across town and go. And we had to write permission, which seemed kind of shady, but it worked. I wrote her some kind of note that said I give her permission to get my birth certificate. And they took it, a picture of it on her phone, which now that I'm thinking about it, that seems very scary, but it worked. Anyway, it was great because it worked for my behalf. Uh, And then she scrambled and then she FedExed it overnight to me. And then everything I could possibly do, I got all my ducks in a row for this like last minute opportunity. And then I had to decide in my heart, I did everything I could and now I'm letting it go. And I'm, I'm like trusting that if I meant to go, that, that I will, that there's some other power that will get me from here to there. And so I did. And I, I slept peacefully at night. I didn't worry. I took a deep breath and I knew there's nothing more that I could have done here. And I think that there's so many times in our lives that we worry and, and are like, willing people into a place or are willing peace on things. And we can only do what is up to us. And then the rest, we just have to trust that if people act crazy, I mean, that's, that's really sad that they want to act that way, but I'm not going to be acting crazy. I'm not going to respond with what they bring. Every year that goes by, I have just worked to position myself in a state of peace. Like when people give you jabs, to try to get you to do what they want. Because people like control. A lot of people like to be the boss. And a lot of people would perceive me that way. And I'm truly not that way. If you know me, I don't care how things get done. They don't. Ha- I'm particular with very few things and very weird things. But I don't care how somebody else does their job. Because really, I want them to, to be excited about it. And I want them to take ownership. So if they have another way they like to get it done, it's probably better than my way. For them, it's definitely better because it's their way of doing it. I, and I'll teach everything that I know. But after that, if somebody interprets it and takes it on as their own, that's the dream of leadership to me is that people get so passionate about it that they care. They love it. They put their hand to it. And of course, we all get in a rhythm together. But There's just room for everybody to win and there's room for everybody to have their own spin on things. And it doesn't just have to be done our way. It just needs to get done. That's really how I I live. But I think I would be perceived as somebody that really likes to make things the way that I want. And I think that's because of the way I lead. I lead with a lot of boldness. I lead with a very deep conviction But really, that really does come from the actual point and the actual heart of the things that I do. It doesn't come from my desire to control. However, I have my own weird quirks. This just isn't one of them. I have plenty of things I'm working on. We all are all the time. Anybody that isn't has stopped growing. That's how I believe. I don't believe anyone ever arrives. I feel like every year we're turning over a new opportunity to grow, improve, and change. So there are different things that a lot of people hold dear and that's okay. I think it's okay for people to have things that are important to them, but stress is such an interesting thing. It's, it's one of the primary factors of depression in the American society. Like the way that we all live as Americans where we're fighting for this quote unquote American dream. And then you travel and you get out of our borders and it's just fascinating how many people are really satisfied in their village or really satisfied 
in their communities just with their families and with food and they're not trying to be somebody or be be known or be rich or be whatever it's this whole crazy dichotomy we've gotten ourselves in and we're running ourselves into this circle with this projected thing we want to be and really the people that are the happiest are happy no matter what's going on no matter what their circumstances are and even with the health stuff that i've been going through like one thing felt horrible until another thing happened and then the other thing that felt like an eight on a scale of one to ten all of a sudden became a four and my scale changed i was grading pain and then all of a sudden when something more painful came up it shot the other one into perspective and i think that that life has a an interesting way of doing that and even i have a couple trips coming up and uh, my friend and i were talking about my schedule and we were just saying You know, before I went to on this international trip, I would have said, I don't know that I should do this domestic, you know, trip to to this other state. I'm not sure if I can swing it, you know, and now it's like I can do anything after doing that. The the huge international hall, I can do anything. So it's just funny how life has a way of putting it in perspective. And this whole time, even I've been dealing with this health stuff. I just keep saying a lot of people have it way worse than this. This really isn't that big of a deal in the scheme of things. And I just keep trying to keep it in perspective, keep it in perspective. And that thing helps so much. It quiets self-pity. It quiets the part of you that's really self-centered because if you get out of yourself and you look around and you think, I bet other people are dealing with the same kind of thing in their own world. And it just kind of quiets the noise, the internal noise. And the other cool thing is when you think about other people, you just are better. I heard Tony Robbins, the self-help guru of America say, it's clinically proven that when you help other people that actually truly brings you more happiness on a chemical level than when you get things yourself. And I also saw recently an interesting documentary with Jim Carrey I actually watched it twice in a row. It was so fascinating to me. I'll probably watch it again. I mean, it's weird. Don't, don't be judging me, okay? But I love these things about people's life and their path and how they get there. And it's I learned from it a lot. And it was him playing the actor Andy Kaufman. And I never was a fan. I, it was before my time. I never was really exposed to Andy Kaufman. He's kind of weird, but... Interesting, very interesting. And watching Jim Carrey's process, one of the things he talks about is having everything in the world and not being happy. And it just hit me like an arrow in the heart because I've heard this a lot from people that are very successful. They're so isolated. They, it's just very interesting that the American dream maybe isn't all we thought it was. Like when we set out, you know, at the beginning, when everybody was moving from all over the place to get their families here. They could build their lives any way they wanted and there was opportunity, the land of opportunity and all that stuff. It's really cool in concept and I believe it in concept, but when you really look at the dynamics of the family and of the structure of what really makes somebody happy, it just isn't stuff. I've never heard somebody say, I'm so glad I have all this stuff. It makes me so happy. (laughs) I've never heard that before. And I've been close to very interesting people's lives that had a lot of stuff. And I think the things that people are longing for more than that are deep relationships, being valued, having a place to put their fingerprint, like getting to see their hand in something that's meaningful, making a sincere contribution to the lives around them, to people. I mean, 
this is the real stuff. And I read on, uh, I'm giving you all my, my stuff I've been reading and seeing lately on this podcast, but I, I saw a quick, um, Instagram note from, I think it's called ask a millionaire. I don't even know how I started following them, but he said, um, something like this. I'm ruining it, but something like this, the rich stay rich by living poor and the poor stay poor by living rich. It's like, that's pretty good. Where, you know, a lot of people live outside of their means, so they're living constantly on credit cards, buying things that they can't pay for, but looking like they have a very luxurious life. And then the rich being very wise, wearing the same shoes. I read a series called The Millionaire Next Door, and it just talks about the one that has like a boat in his driveway and all the blingy stuff is normally paying it off. And the one that lives on a very tight budget is usually the one that has a lot in the bank. Now, listen, I'm also all about enjoying your life. I'm about giving. I'm about, I think it's fine to have nice things as long as they don't have you. And I think that things don't bring us joy, but it's more fun to drive a fun car sometimes than drive a car you don't like as much. Like I get that. I understand that in concept, but I just don't think that it carries much value with your identity, with the other important things, blah, blah, blah. You know this. I'm just saying what I really had on my heart about for this conversation is just this whole concept of really stressing out about things that you cannot control and just kind of opening your hand. It's like, let's do all the things that we have to get done. Let's do them with all of our hearts. And then after that, we know we did everything we could. And I believe in that. And then after that, Every show that I've written, every musical I've written that is performed, every album that I've released, we're getting get ready to release our seventh album. Every album I've released, you like labor, 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 fight, 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 get everything and you possibly can do to tweak it, to work on it. You're working on the fonts, you're working on the choreography, you're working on the notes, you're working on the colors, you're working on every single detail. Then there's a part that you let it go and what will be, will be. And in that moment, enjoy the fruit of your labor and don't be stressed out because there's nothing you can do. And that is a lesson that has saved me a lot of gray hair because I think it's one of those things that, you just decide, I'm going, I choose to have the filter of a great attitude. I choose to be super grateful that I even get to be here because it's an honor to be here. And so every day I wake up, I'm like, my days are flying off the calendar, just like yours are, and I want them to matter. I want every day for me to see that I have invested in people and in the future and in the right things. And so that's what I'm fighting for. I'm laboring for that every day. And I have just noticed that the times that I have the absolute best work is when I have my priorities in line. I want to encourage you to remember your priorities. Another quote, <laughs> I'm making fun of myself. I'm laughing that I'm just drilling you with quotes, but I guess I've been feasting on a lot of things lately. Um, my friend Joanna told me that a lady at the store said to her that the most important thing around the holidays are what's in the chairs, not what's on the table. And I thought that was really cool. And I'm into those cheesy cliche types of things when they're meaningful. And I liked that one. I thought that's really good. It just is an important thing to celebrate and love the ones that you love and to keep it all in perspective. 
you know, don't forget the big picture and don't forget how amazing your life is. Even if you could say, oh yeah, easy for you to say, hey, I'm going through stuff too. We all are all the time and it's all relative. That's what's interesting is there are people that have a huge capacity for things and they're going through stuff and maybe we don't have as big of a capacity and we're going through stuff and our stuff hits us just as hard as the one that has a huge issue going on. And just remember that. Remember that everybody's stuff is important to them. And so I've learned that to put value on what people are facing and fighting through and dealing with instead of dishonoring it because I just say, oh, yeah, nice try. You should see what I've got going on. And that's so rude. Who wants to be close to that? Who wants to be close to somebody who's always comparing themselves and putting your stuff down because their stuff is quote unquote worse? Everybody's stuff is just as bad to that person, you know? And so that helps me to think I want to be loving. I want to be honoring. I want to be respectful of the ones that I love and bring people up around me. Don't, I never want to put people down. If I ever do, it's an accident. Truly. I never want to put people in a position where they feel less or they feel like they're not doing as well as I am. Like, listen, we're all in the same race fighting together. You know what I'm saying? Like we're in this together. It's not, there's room for everybody. There's room for everybody. And if you win, I win. That's how I feel. It's like, let's all go there together. And it's just such a easier way to live because there's not jealousy. Jealousy creeps in when you're afraid that maybe you've been passed by. That's what my mom's always taught me is when people are jealous or when you deal with jealousy or when, when that's in the conversation, it's because you think, oh no, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be at the same place they're at. And it's hurtful and painful, but if you can remember, there's always more to the story than what you know. You have no idea what's really going on in that house. You have no idea what's really going on in the conversations in that car. And you might have it a lot better than what you think because you don't know what's really going on. And so we really want everybody to do well, but don't compare yourself because you don't have the right, you have an Instagram view of somebody's life. You don't have the true heart to heart counseling session reality of what's really going on and so cheer each other on work hard to not compare that is such a disease in your life comparing it's a terrible thing so if you compare yourself against anything it should be where you were at before and where you want to be and that helps me if I keep myself in that position of fighting for myself and looking at my ideal version of myself and fighting for her Instead of like when the self-centered, weird Chelsea is in the driver's seat, I'm like, hold on a second. Where's the real Chelsea? Will the real Chelsea Perry please stand up? Where are you? You know, the fit, kind, giving, loving person. I want her to talk. And I think about that a lot. And I think about that when I'm fighting for my health or when I'm on another diet or whatever I'm doing. I think I want the girl that I want to be to be the one that's speaking, not the one that I'm fighting against. You know what I'm saying? It's like, let's fight to be the best of ourselves and fight to bring out the best for the ones around us. I think that's where we're truly happy and it's really worth the fight. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in and I'll be back to talk more soon.